Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as we talk about something important for you and what you are to do in this world. We're looking at the Sermon on the Mount. We finished the Beatitudes. We'll just move on and continue looking at the greatest sermon ever given, the Sermon on the Mount, found in Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. And we want to read verse 13, if you're ready with me. It goes like this, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has become tasteless, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You're the salt of the earth. This is a high calling. This is what Jesus said of you and me that we're to be doing, how we're to be living, our effect on this earth. You know, sometimes you wonder, why did Jesus leave us here on earth? If we're saved, why didn't he just take us straight immediately to heaven? Well, there are some things we can only do on earth that we can't do in heaven. And one of those things is to be the salt of the earth. Brothers and sisters, we live in a fallen world. We live in a world where there's a lot of evil and a lot of sin and a lot of disgusting things, and a lot of painful things. And and there's a lot of hurting people in our world. And, and given left to itself, the world will just decline and degenerate into degrading, sinful, depraved activities. And you and I are the salt of the earth. We're here left to, to do something on this earth to prevent those things from happening. Now, Interestingly, I learned a lot of things about salt even as I was preparing for this this morning. Some of this I knew, learned a few new things this morning. Did you know there have been wars fought over salt? That's right. I remember years ago, George Bush, George W. Bush, for a summer vacation, was reading a book about salt wars. And I did a little research this morning. They're way back as late as three, as early as 3000 BC in China, they were fighting over salt. And there were wars about this that continued right up until the last century. Actual battles being fought over salt. Salt was a valuable commodity. I don't know if there were people marching the streets saying, no blood for salt. We don't want to go to war over salt. But they did. It was valuable. And it had four primary things that salt does that we ought to look at ourselves and make sure that we're doing these things because you and I are the salt of the earth. So what are those four things? Let's look at them quickly. Number one, salt is a preservative. We haven't always had refrigeration. Matter of fact, refrigeration is a fairly recent invention that we've uh, benefited from. Meat, which most people like meat, would quickly putrefy. It would, it would spoil quickly, as we know but salt would preserve it. And so salt was used as a preservative to protect valuable commodities like meat. Secondly, salt adds flavor. You know that. You probably put salt on your, you know, your eggs in the morning or your or on your meat when you eat or whatever, you know. Everybody likes some salt and pepper. Almost everybody does. And so salt adds flavor. Salt Kate takes a bland food and it makes it interesting, makes it taste good. Thirdly, we know this one, salt creates thirst. You know, if you have a, 
you eat a, some chips or something and there's salt on them, you quickly reach for something to drink to wash it down. And so salt helps create thirst. And the fourth one that I had not thought of before today is thought salt has medicinal use. And this was used way back in the early times where salt could be used to, salt, salt helps prevent, pre, helps uh, bring about healing. The way it affects uh, uh, our, our skin, if you have an abrasion or something, salt can cause, can stop bleeding. Now, it's also not good to put salt in an open wound. As we know, that's like pouring salt into the wound. I found out where that phrase came from. Used to be if you were at sea and you misbehaved and you had to be disciplined, they would whip you with a cat of nine tails, I guess it's called, and it'd break open the skin and then they'd throw salt water on. It would sting, but it would help, it would help uh, bring about healing and prevent bleeding if the, if the skin had been broken. So sometimes putting salt in the wounds, we think of it today as that's just adding pain to your already being pain in pain. But actually, sometimes the salt in the wound would bring about healing or stop, stop the bleeding. And so even though it was painful, it was necessary. There's a lot of meaning in that, isn't there? Well, I look at these four things and I say, this is what Jesus said we're to be doing. You and I are to be preserving something. You and I are to make sure that, that this natural decay and degeneracy of people, and we see this in Scripture, do we not? My goodness, from the time of Adam and Eve, when they sinned, it wasn't long until God had to flood the whole earth because it had become so evil. And after that, it wasn't long until the, the, the Tower of Babel that they built, and just several generations, and now they're into this terrible paganism. And it wasn't long after God scattered them there that they're into Sodom and Gomorrah. And we see how quickly uh, the generations of people can degenerate. Brothers and sisters, we see this as a big problem in the church. How many devoted, godly families their children aren't, and their children are not following Christ, and how quickly we see it in Scripture. It should not surprise us it's happening in the church. We would expect that it wouldn't. We expect all of our children to grow up and be godly saints, but we see in Scripture how often godly people in Scripture in the Bible their children were not, and we should be well warned that part of what we need, to be, the salty effect, is to help preserve what God has given us and not lose it. It's so easy in, in when, when God, there's a move of God. Historically, we see it. Biblically, we see it. A move of God, and there's something vibrant and alive, and yet it can be lost. Sometimes within years, a revival can be lost. If you've seen the movie uh, the, you know, we're talking about a lot. Jesus Revolution talked about a, a great revival happened in America in, in 69, 70, right around then. And in a lot of ways, what was they claimed it peaked in 72. But the point is, it's so easy to lose the fervor. It's so easy to lose the holiness. It's so easy to lose what God has given us. We, as the soul of the earth, must preserve, hold on to what God has given us. That's what Paul told Timothy, hold on to what you've received. Stand firm in it. Preserve it. Secondly, we're to add flavor. In our world today, it's, it, it's a lot of people, they're looking for the spice of life, shall we say, in all the wrong places. They're looking for life, joy, happiness, love, peace, purpose, meaning. 
and they're looking for it without God. And our life needs to be flavorful. Our, need, our life needs to be adding flavor to in such a way that people say, hey, I want to pour a little of whatever he's got or whatever she's got. I want to pour a little about that into my life, that they might find Jesus is the answer. Our life needs to create thirst in others. That's part of being salty, is it not? That we shine brightly, that we, we, we have something that others want. And they look at us and they get a thirst for, for Jesus, a thirst for God. And then we've, we've also, we should have some medicinal use in our life. God may use us to bring about healing, salvation, uh, wholeness, mental healing, physical healing. God may use us to bring about this type of salvation that heals the soul in other people. Brothers and sisters, we're the salt of the earth. Now, it strikes me that to be the salt of the earth, we've got to be courageous. If you're going to preserve and not just go along, you, you, you can't go along with the flow. You've got to stand against the flow. If you're going to really add flavor, you know, there's got to be something different about you. you. You can't just add the same flavor everybody else is adding. We're saying that doesn't work what they're doing. And the same way everybody else says, well, this is where life is to be found. This is what it's all about. This is where I get my joy. This is where you can be fulfilled. No, we're offering a different flavor. We're saying what they have is fake. What they have is futile. It's not eternal. It doesn't last. And so we, we want to add flavor, a different flavor, the flavor of Christ. We want to make people thirsty for Jesus. And indeed, the healing that we provide, the healing that we bring, is a different healing. It's the healing that comes from Jesus. It just strikes me we need to be different, and we need to maybe worry a little bit less about fitting in and a little bit more about saying we've got a different solution. We've got a different answer. And allow ours to be seen and to show that what we offer in Jesus Christ, it works. I'm reminded when we were in Israel we talked about Elijah challenging the prophets of Baal. And we saw that the prophets of Baal were, they were in the midst of a drought. And Baal was the god of nature, the god of rain. And the prophets of Baal were crying out to Baal that it would rain. They had been in a three and a half year drought. And it was, it was all these 450 prophets of Baal. We've got the solution. Standing against Elijah, the one prophet who came in the name of the Lord God. And the question was, who had the right answer? Who had the right way? And of course, we know Elijah prevailed. Might we be like that? Might the flavor we offer, the preservative we offer, the thirst creation that we offer, and the medicinal help that we offer be found in Jesus Christ because we are the salt of the earth. Amen? Father in heaven, we bless you today. We thank you for this high calling, this, this identity you've given us that we're the salt of the earth. Oh, Father, I fear that so many in the Christian world have lost their saltiness. So many were once more effective as salt than they are today. And Father, I pray that none of us here would lose our saltiness. And if we have, oh, Father, in your mercy and your kindness, restore, restore the flavor in our own lives. Make us salty again, Father. Help us. We, we pray for the courage 
to stand up and be salt in this world. We pray for the wisdom to know how to do it. We pray, oh God, you would help us to be people who truly do preserve what is good, add flavor to life, and it's visible that we make people thirsty for what we have, and that, Lord, you would use us to bring healing to the lives of others. We offer ourselves to you for this. Make us salty. Have mercy on any of us who've lost. Might we not be just thrown out and trampled underfoot by men? It seems, Lord, like so many churches. That's the description. So many churches in the, in the world today, they're just being trampled underfoot by men. Might, Lord, you called us to be people who will prevail. You said the gates of hell will not prevail against your church. And so might we be people, instead of being trampled, might we rise up and be salt in our world, we pray. Thank you for this calling. We trust your Spirit to fill us, because all that we do can only be done in the power of your Spirit. We bless you. We love you. We commit this very day to you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Lord, we also, I just think of people who've requested prayer here recently for healing. We think of... uh, relatives, brothers, sisters, children who've had issues, physical issues in particular, or strong emotional needs. I pray, Lord, you'd bring healing again. Let us be healing agents. And we ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Hey, thank you for being with us. The Do you know what? There are gems to be mined from the Scripture. Don't ever think you know it all. There's so much more for us to learn, so much more for us to understand. And as we do, God's Word gets deeper and deeper and deeper in our soul. And the deeper it gets in our soul, the more it controls us. And the more it controls us, the more we're in tune with the will of God, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. I've enjoyed having you along today. If you're new, welcome. I hope you'll subscribe to our channel, hit the notify button, like the video, share with your friends. But most of all, make a commitment to come back every day and join us. Don't just come when you feel like it. We don't want to just be Christians when we feel like it. The key to victory is to be consistent in our walk with God. Part of that, feed our soul every day with the Word of God. So I'm glad to have you along. You who are here every day, I love you. So glad to have the privilege of sharing the Word with you. My God bless you, strengthen you, and fill you with this peace. Till we see you tomorrow, you have a great day. Be salt. Bye-bye.